When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Horse Soup. I am Caleb, and I'm not with Bree today. And a uh, little update on her. She is doing good. She's pretty much cleared now. She's been talking to the doctors and whatnot, so she should be all good to go fairly soon. But she's still going to, you know, keep resting, make sure she's all good. But I do have a couple very cool guests today. Um, I am doing an interview that was supposed to involve Bree as well, but, you know, fuck her. It doesn't matter anyway. Today, I have Brendan Steer, the director of Velocipaster. And Gregory James Cohen, <laughs> the actor, the Velocipaster himself, the dinosaur. Yes, hello. <laughs> yes, hello. It's Brendan. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Nice to be here. All things considered, pretty well. Ah, pretty well. How about you? Ah, that's good to, good to hear. Uh, you uh, hung out with any ninjas lately? Um, just my wife. And yes. <laughs> uh, ironically... She was a ninja in the movie. Oh, that I did not know. She was a ninja in the movie. That's right. Hung out with any ninjas lately? Yeah, I've been hanging out with a ninja for the last month and a half. That is true. Nonstop. Is it? Uh, is it paining you? Yeah. Is this a good thing? Or um, no, it's actually really good. It's been great. Um, it's you know, it's put us in. No, it hasn't been great, but it's been. Uh, it's been good for. It's been good for. Let's us. not burn the wife on the air. Come on. No, 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 we won't. won't. (laughs) No, no. I I think I know what Greg means. I've been referring to it as plague good, where I'm just sort of like, I'm not like great, (laughs) but I'm doing okay. I'm I'm doing plague good. Like, so, um, so yeah, I, I am in a very similar situation. No ninjas here, just a very cute cat. That's fair. Uh, have you thought of getting a plague doctor mask? Um, I've thought about it um, here and then. Not not anything to do with this pandemic. This is just for <laughs> myself. Personal reasons. <laughs> yes. No, I will say I always thought they had a cool design. So if only, right? And hey, now's the time, man. <laughs> truly. So truly. anyway, guys, uh, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, I'd probably, I don't know if you guys know this. You probably don't. But I would have never heard the end of this if you guys didn't agree to this. Um, <laughs> the amount of messages that I received about the Velocipaster after it started going viral on, like, you know, Reddit and Twitter and all that was, it kind of pissed me off, honestly. Like, I was getting angry. (laughs) I was getting really fucking annoyed. I was like, every 15 minutes, I got a message from someone else like, have you seen the Velocipaster? Oh, my God, the Velocipaster, have you heard of this? And I was like, guys, I've watched it, like, three times already. Like, I've got, I've received over, like, 100 messages. Please stop. I had to put it on a video, actually. Oh shit! Um, you're welcome. <laughs> I, I apologize, um, but also that rules. Honestly, it's been uh, very similar for us in in some ways. Um, in as much as I, I think it's all we've pretty much heard about for the last uh, year of our lives, basically. Yeah, it's been pretty wild. It's like it's like every. It just kind of comes and goes. It's like. The second you think it's like, oh, it 
quieted down for a little bit. Like another country finds out about it or another, you know, uh, person on Instagram or something. Someone finds out about it and it just like pops off and then it's just, yeah. Yeah, Um, Yeah, it moves on like a three-month cycle. <laughs> I I don't know why, but I will say that um ironically, this is just about the anniversary of us going viral for the first time. It is, yeah. Which is pretty pretty um exciting. We went viral on 420 last year. On 420. <laughs> uh, it's true. I I think that might have had a a hand in the virality. That was my next as question. They say. <laughs> Um, it was not, to the best of my knowledge, it was not planned. It just so happened that 420 that year was the day before Easter. Okay. And I think that that was their get. That was what they wanted to, like, drop it on. And so I think it was just this perfect uh, confluence <laughs> of holidays that were not uh, made with each other in mind, and our movie that was not made with either of them in mind. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know, yeah, it's been kind of a... An, a sentimental leak for me as I as I sort of look back on this one of the weirdest years of my life. So, <laughs> but yeah, animosity. I'm, I'm happy. Yes, truly. <laughs> um, though I love that film, I still will say I uh, actually got around to watching it last night. Oh shit! Oh, thank you so much. It took a while to find How? it actually. I, yeah, I could, <laughs> yeah. I, I was I, gonna I, say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I found the title on Amazon Prime, and then I was like, oh, sweet. And then I went to watch it, and it was, like, currently unavailable. And I was like, okay, what the fuck? And I started looking yeah. around. It took me, like, 30 minutes, but then I finally found it. It was, like, deep in uh, the backbone of a Google Play store. And, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That <laughs> that that tracks to me. Um, I was going to say uh, I'm hoping soon to re-release it through another distributor um, because so many people are now looking for it. And, honestly, I just don't even know where it is anymore <laughs> um so it's been difficult to point people to it so thank you for finding it um i'm happy you had fun I oh, guess. <laughs> I, actually i did i very much enjoyed it it's definitely Wonderful. a very different feel from the velocipaster but yeah it has an artsy yeah. feel and um the the lead actress was very interesting i liked i yes. liked the role that she played yeah i i've been saying to people on this tour that like Honestly, uh, Velocipester is a better movie than Animosity, I think. <laughs> um, but it, weird, weird as that is to say, I, you can like see the evolution. It, it's it's just a lot tighter. But I, I will say that Tracy in Animosity is incredible. I, I think that her performance makes the film worth tracking down, honestly, because I think she's fantastic in it. Um, better than the work I was doing on it. I'll say that. Um, yeah. But cool. I'm I'm happy well, you saw it. This will be fun. Well, I don't know if, if anyone uh, doesn't know about Animosity. That is uh, your first feature. That was yes. when you were in a film school, correct? Uh, correct. That was my film school thesis, actually, um, was, was Animosity. I went for a feature film. We weren't supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> they, they heavily discouraged it. But, um, you know, having been born with a not small amount of hubris i was just sort of like hey we have all year like what are we doing here come on let's go make a feature so i i did it i did not expect to sell it we got into fantasia with that movie oh, which is pretty fucking incredible actually and we uh, made it for fourteen thousand dollars which means that velocipaster is actually almost double the budget <laughs> um or no i guess a little over double the budget well, I'm moving up. I'm moving up, guys. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. I don't have $14,000 or anything that was made for $14,000. So, you know, that's 
<laughs> and you're many steps above that too, so congratulations. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. So I have a few sets of questions for you guys. I have some just average questions, some Velocipastor questions, and then some for you guys individually. Cool. So I'm going to start out with these average ones. I want to know, where did you two meet? Brendan and I met um, in Bryant Park after I had submitted an audition for the Velocipaster, which I actually have on my computer. I was just cleaning out all the files on my computer. Um, and yeah, I still have that. We're going to awesome. Yeah. We awesome. can send that. Um, yeah, but definitely. I would love to see that, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I was, I was working at a, a company called, uh, seed and spark, which is a, uh, uh, crowdfunding and distribution platform for independent films. And they submitted, or you have to submit, uh, to the website, uh, in order to be approved for crowdfunding. And um, I was in their office in Los Angeles at the time, although I was like uh, living and pursuing an acting career in New York. And um, I was visiting their office in Los Angeles and someone who was like director of crowdfunding was sitting at the computer and was like, you guys, somebody just submitted a film for approval called the Velocipastor <laughs> and everyone kind of like rushed over to their computer screen and they were like, Oh my God, it's real. And, uh, we, uh, I looked closer and I was like, Oh my God, I know one of the producers on this. I did a <laughs> short film with him in New York or a, a part of a web series. And I reached out and I, I, you know, watched the original trailer that Brendan did in, um, in film school. What was that? 2011, and, right? Ah uh, yes, correct. Yeah, and then I was like, "Oh, I get this." Uh, so I reached out and I was like, "Hey, I, you know, I just found out about this movie. I know you guys are raising money for it. Uh, are you casting anything? Are there any parts? Uh, I'd love to send in a tape." And they, uh, the guy Brandon Taylor, got back to me and said, "We're actually looking for the lead. The guy who did the trailer uh, isn't available. Uh, so if you want, here are the audition sides. Put on it. Put a tape." together and I did and next thing I know I was meeting uh Brendan Steer in Bryant Park um in like the north west corner of Bryant Park and we we fell in love it's true <laughs> that is how we met yeah <laughs> oh that's beautiful I love that yeah. um I'm glad you brought up you, you brought up Seed and Spark I actually had a question about that for you later cool. are you still involved with Seed and Spark um only in like a you know supportive capacity I'm not I'm not working with them right now but like i'm still friends with all the people that work there and i love what they do and uh, i love what they do for filmmakers and creatives so see because when you look up uh gregory james cohen on youtube one of the two videos that comes up is uh you giving an interview for seed and spark <laughs> oh yeah maybe yeah maybe because yeah. i used to help teach like crowdfunding classes for them for uh for people who were crowdfunding for films and it you know uh that's what kind of we did. We did like a crowdfunding roadshow. Uh, Emily Best and Erica Anderson, who were the uh, co-founders and CEO at the time. Uh, Emily is still the CEO, but they were just driving around the country, giving classes, going to film festivals, and just like teaching filmmakers how to you know build an audience for their film, specifically the film that they were making. Um, and then how to get money for their film and also how to have an audience for their next film. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's really just like building your brand and building your voice and building your audience. And 
through social media. And uh, I gave a lot of those talks like in the New York and Brooklyn area because they were the second I started working with them, they were they were based in Brooklyn. And then like day two, they were like, we're moving to Los Angeles. And I was like, (laughs) I'm not. Uh, I'm just going to stay here. And how about I'll be like the New York office. So that's what I was doing with them. Gotcha. But I got to make an awesome movie out of it. <laughs> so that, yeah. You I would have never been the Velocipaster. I would have never been the Velocipaster had it not been for being at Seedon Spark. That's amazing. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to ask you guys some questions. I want uh, you to answer each of these ones individually. Okay. Okay. First off, what is your favorite color? Orange. Green. What did you eat today? Nothing. <laughs> Coffee. <laughs> Coffee. I had coffee. I had a protein shake. And I had two cans of tuna fish. I did have a granola bar. Yeah. yeah. I had a granola bar. And some nuts. nuts. Some Cape Cod trail mix. I actually just had tuna too. Yeah. Two cans of tuna. It's that quarantine diet. Whoa, that's a lot of nuts. <laughs> um, what is the most idiotic thing you've done in the past week? Um, I ordered I ordered a vegan pizza through Postmates, um, but I ordered it way too late at night, and I wasn't hungry when I arrived. But it was an avocado pizza, so it wasn't that great the next day. <laughs> and you know what? That was probably the dumbest thing I've done this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to put my flag in that one. That's a tough question. I do a lot of stupid things, and I can be hard on myself. Um, I think I might have like squeezed a zit too hard on my nose, and it got like really red. And like the second I did it, I was like, "You fucking idiot!" Too hard. Too <laughs> you much. Know. You know the moment. The moment it's too much. Yeah. You know. So if that's the stupidest thing, that's I think I'm, I'm pretty good. Like I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're doing totally fine for this quarantine, man. Yeah, if, if that was your bad week, yeah, was <laughs> overzealous skincare. I think that you're doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> How many bananas is too many bananas? I'd say four. That's a yeah. That's <laughs> a hot, no, that's an obnoxious number of bananas. Are you going to eat all those? I know, right? No, exactly. It's too many. I it's can only like, do one banana, and it needs to be like <laughs> slathered in peanut butter. Okay. Or, honestly, or they're frozen honestly, and I throw them in my smoothies. Right, that was why I was giving up upwards of three. Leeway. Okay, because sometimes you need you need them for smoothies. Sometimes, yeah. if three you're making whole like bananas a dope, in a smoothie. If you're making like a dope ass thick milkshake for a couple of different people, you got like one of those big things. You might be, <laughs> you might need three bananas. Don't I don't know. Don't fuck with Brendan's smoothie game. He is I, I'm just saying he <laughs> is a smoothie connoisseur. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but smoothies aside, yeah, yeah, I'd say, yeah, I'm sticking with four. It's just too much. (laughs) That's just, it's just, you know, in Japanese culture, their name, their word for four is she, and that's a homonym for their word for death. It's so stigmatized, actually, that they treat the number four the way we treat the number 13. They skip it in, (laughs) they skip it in buildings. And they even invented another word for it, yon, which is the more polite way to say four, so, you know what? I, I think four is always a pretty... If we were in Japan, they wouldn't even sell you four. <laughs> it's four bananas. So I'm, I'm using this other cultural standard as part of, my, part of my reasoning as well. I just wanted us all on the same page for the pressing bananas part <laughs> we're there. of this podcast. We are there. Um, 
Please continue. <laughs> I never expected that one would be one of the longest questions. Um, so what is the strangest thing you've ever licked? Greg. The strangest thing? That... Yeah. Okay. Uh, probably like the floor of my uh, elementary school cafeteria for like some money. Did it? Were you in yeah. elementary school? I was in L. El- yes, that would be very strange <laughs> if I like went back for a reunion and just did it for, for the memories. Honest, honestly, in some ways, it would make a little more sense to me it if might. it was like an open bar reunion. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a big licker. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I can't really think of a good answer. <laughs> Food. Food. Okay. Yeah. I'm locking it in. Have you ever gone out of your way to sniff someone's foot? Hmm. Yeah, I, I would say yes, but it was more of an investigative sniff. It was not, not a. Right. It was not something to relish. It was. It was something more where I was like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute," and I, I was confirming a theory. What was so the yes, theory? that it w- that they smelled bad. <laughs> that, that that was the smell that was bothering me, um, and it was indeed that. I was correct. <laughs> I've never gone out of my way to smell a foot. It's always kind of just like been in my way. So Mm. it's either my wife's foot or a sibling or someone else. And I've never really been so intrigued by the smell of a foot that I've gone out of my way. No. That's unfortunate. Respectable. Respectable, <laughs> man. We, we're discovering the strained. We're discovering the things about each other we didn't know yet on this interview tour. Um, uh, please continue. Caleb. That's what I'm trying to accomplish. <laughs> Perfect. What is the drunkest you've ever been, and what happened? Oof. Um, a couple of times. I definitely. I got. I. I've certainly been. Let me put it this way: I've been kicked out of a couple of bars um, for being too drunk. But there was one time I was kicked out of a bar for being completely sober, and the bouncer did not believe me. Oh, those and, are the best. Um, yep. And, wow. of course, I had traveled all the way to Pittsburgh to go to this one band event with my friends, and uh, they they didn't let me back in. I had to go back to the to the house that I was staying at with them. Uh, I was I was dead-ass sober. I don't know what I did that, that, was, like, that dude ask. saw. I have no idea. I went outside to have a cigarette. And, like, when I turned around, the dude was like, you're visibly drunk. Go home. And, and I had any, I, the worst part about it was I had just ordered a cocktail, and I had had one sip of it. And, and that was it. And so, yeah, I, I would say that that's the most memorable um, experience of that ilk. I like it. I like the sober story. It was good. Yeah, thank you. Oh man, the drunkest I've ever been. Oh, that was last week. No, it was wasn't. I've, I've matured. I've matured <laughs> since my twenties. Oh, you've, 20s. you've matured. You've matured. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. I'm like, this is all going on record. So, <laughs> if if you uh, want to give me like the second drunkest, it isn't as. A... Yeah, I was gonna say. Did you see how skillfully I dodged the question? Yeah. Is it? I... <laughs> Is Good thing. allegedly goes a long way. Yeah. yeah. I'll give you 20, 21st birthday was my, was college. 21st birthday was just like, don't remember much of it. 
and uh, woke up to a wet bed and uh, was covered in markers. And I still have the picture somewhere, <laughs> but I was just like covered in drawings. I played lacrosse in college and I was at, living in a house with a bunch of lacrosse guys. So you can imagine like, yeah, there was probably like a fucking dildo next to me when I woke up. And yeah, it's like that, man. And a lot of college a lot lacrosse. Of lewd, lewd lacrosse slang. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. See, I have a picture of me kind of passed on a floor holding a dildo, but that was my choice. Yeah, <laughs> these days, these days it's by choice. <laughs> these days it's by choice. <laughs> so I haven't really been giving my side of the stories, but I'm gonna give you two on that because you actually reminded me of a couple. So there was this one time. I, gu- I guess I won't say my brother's name, but I kind of want to. But uh, I'll just say my brother. <laughs> oh, you could find out easy. Um, he's not hard to find. <laughs> um, he got very drunk. We were probably like, I think I was like 15 at the time. He was probably like. 18 or maybe even younger actually it was probably like 17 i was 14 something like that and he got really drunk he passed out on the couch downstairs at our parents old house and uh he woke up and he took a piss on the couch and then he laid down on it and fell asleep (laughs) his logic was that he didn't want to piss himself (laughs) oh oh all right well great glad we glad we solved it at least (laughs) yeah he woke up and he looked at me and he was like i think i pissed myself And he was like wait but only the bottom of me is wet and then he was like i remember <laughs> i remember Jeez. Uh, and then uh, my yeah. other one was my 21st i got very drunk and then i pretty much just walked outside to go puke and i just like was gonna pass out and then my best friend my co-host on the show she texted me she was yeah. like where are you at i was like uh yeah no i'm good take me home and uh, she came yeah. out. I drove that night, but I was like, I'm leaving my car here, and I'm going to your house, and I'm sleeping. And uh, she comes yeah. out, and she's, like, taking us home. And all of a sudden, the car stops for a while, and I hear her going, like, oh, And I'm, like, dying in the backseat. Like, my shirt's off. I'm, like, I already, like, puked a bunch. I was like, I feel terrible. I want to go home. And then she's Ugh. just, like, staring at donkeys in the front and, like, admiring them. And I was like, fucking drive. <laughs> These were out. real donkeys? Like, like out, out the car. Okay. Okay. Right? Okay. So, um, I never realized that this was a thing that can't just be said and moved on with. Um, because yeah, my yeah. buddy isn't from California, but he moved here recently, like uh, from like Southern California uh, in our area. There's just donkeys everywhere. And um, gotcha, gotcha. I was telling him about donkeys. He's like, wait, 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 hold up. It, you can't just roll over the fact that you're just right next to donkeys. Yeah. Like, where? And <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, that's normal. And he's like, that's not normal. I'm like, no, that's normal. And the next thing you know, I have a video of like me and him dancing with donkeys like a couple months later. <laughs> gotcha. So these these real life off screen donkeys delayed your return. These real gotcha. life donkeys, yes. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Understood. So have uh, either of you ever shit yourself in your adult life? No, I have not. High five. I'm, I'm proud of that. High five. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> thanks. Yes. <laughs> of course. Um, we were just talking about this the other day. Uh, it was on the way to an improv we're show. I was performing an improv show in New York, and it had nothing to do with the fact that I was performing an improv show. It was that... Um, we came back from Mexico like a week or so right. before the improv show, a friend's wedding. And like 
everyone was fine, and then we all had this one last meal before we went home, and I think it was like a a big thing of ceviche that everyone had, and like we all just, uh, I don't think anyone was throwing up, but it was like some pretty bad diarrhea, and it was like, (laughs) don't fart, because it's a trick. (laughs) It's a gamble. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Don't fart. And like, I felt a good, like, I was out of the woods. I was like, I feel good. I had a few, like, I feel like we're okay here. I had a few solid ones. I was good. And then walking, I was like in the Flatiron District in New York. I was like walking to the Magnet Theater to do my improv show, to go warm up. And I was like, oh, man, I'm just going to rip a fart right now. It's going to feel amazing. Like, there's no, there's something about yeah, like, yeah. walking around New York and just being able to, like, float biscuits and not have to worry about it. I do that everywhere. And it fucking, yeah, it went, yeah, Ugh. it was bad. It was bad. I uh, I had to go right into the bathroom, clean up, throw out the underwear. I was just going to ask, though. Yeah, <laughs> grab question. some wipes from a Dwayne Reed, cleaned up, uh-huh. and uh, freeballed it for the show. The show yeah. must go on. Yeah, you rallied. You have to. Hell yeah, dude. That happened to me three weeks ago or like a month ago, but I was just leaving to go to work. (laughs) (laughs) It it was the same thing, though. I ate some fucked up stuff. I was like coming off of food poisoning, and I thought I was in the clear. And then it was the same thing. The farts, they're a fucking gamble. And I... It's true. My luck isn't good. I threw away the underwear. Yeah. Yeah. At my own house. Yeah, I've never had to do that. I feel even more fortunate now, having sh- heard two horror stories. I, yeah. No, you need to live that. You're not a real adult. Yeah. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Uh, but, Go to your room. You know, <laughs> well, when the virus keeps going, I, I think maybe I'll have an opportunity to experiment with this experience in private. Um, and uh, that way, you know, maybe I'll be able to fold it into the tapestry of my life somewhere. But <laughs> I'm good for right now. <laughs> that was that was one of the most eloquent ways I've ever heard someone say that they're going to dabble in the arts of shitting themselves. Thank you. I'm a writer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last question in this category before we get to Vlos Pastor stuff. Are either of you high on methamphetamine right now? No. No. I, I confidently no. <laughs> no. I'm not. Congratulations. Thank you. I, I feel very good about how I answered all of these questions, yeah. actually. <laughs> <laughs> you guys did better than I thought you would. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> Let's get on to the yes. boss pastor. Who, first of all, just a quick one. Who handled the score? Um, That was Ali Helmbein, um, our composer. Or do you mean the the songs um do you mean like the musical score or the songs used throughout the film mainly interested in the score yeah the score was um a guy named ali helmvin and he was assisted by daniel mccormick um we scored it here in la oh okay uh, yeah yeah yeah. it was super fun i sat in on a couple of their sessions and i really loved uh seeing how they worked they're very talented guys so ali's really talented Yeah. yeah so since we're on that what about the music as well the music i selected Okay. Um, from my friend's band and stuff like that. So <laughs> nice. It was, uh, yeah, it was coming from two different sources, and um, and I didn't know going in quite how much of it was going to be that kind of pop punk score. So, yeah, it was a uh, formed an interesting balance. I think I really like how it plays out. Were those songs that they already wrote, or did they write those specifically for the Velocipaster? 
Um, so the opening credits music I wrote, um, and I wrote okay. it for this movie, <laughs> um, because I was really, I really wanted to use the song called Jesus Hammer by okay. an artist named Chad Everett. But we couldn't get the rights in time. And this had happened to me on Animosity as well. I wanted to use a different ending theme that I couldn't get the rights to. <laughs> and it was a similar situation in both of them where it was a song from the 70s where the artist had died. And, like, the rights were kind of... Nobody really knew where they were. And um, so I I knew that could be a possibility with Jesus Hammer. And I wrote a song called Extinction Love that plays over the opening credits as a backup. So technically, that was written for this movie. Um, all the other songs just existed. They were just bands that I loved. Um, I had friends in all of them, or I knew I was like one step removed from them. And uh, I just reached out and asked to use the songs. Awesome, awesome. I really like all of it. I, I'm, I'm glad that it was like very pop punky because it... Yeah, thank you. It goes perfectly with like those... Because your movie feels very grindhouse like Yes. Grindhouse-y and then just fucking... It's just batshit. Like, it's batshit just ninjas like the ninjas were what sold me the most like i was sold with the vfx car effects in the very beginning but yeah oh my god <laughs> thank you that's usually the first buying oh, yeah that's a great way to put it yeah you're either in or you're out yeah, yeah like i said i was pissed off with all of the messages i was getting so i just had to turn it on immediately and uh i was like <laughs> yeah. i don't know if this is gonna be good or not and i saw that and i was like I- i'm in i'm in yeah it's like second 80 <laughs> and I'm like, we really need to just tell people up front what kind of movie this is going to be and give them. Mm-hmm. I, I, one of the things I'm proud about with Velocipaster is I feel like it never lies. Like it, it, it never pretends to be a movie. It's not. And no. I think that that is one of the sort of defining moments of that where, where it's sort of telling you right up front. Yeah, we don't have any fucking money. Like, what are you, expect- <laughs> what are you expecting this to be? And uh, I'm very, I'm proud that that it seems to be the moment that most people get it, where they start getting what the movie is doing. Um, I'm happy it's so early in the movie, <laughs> honestly. Well, the thing, the thing that I think, like, people assume things about low-budget... Um, independent films um that they sometimes sometimes they like have because i don't know sometimes there's just like kind of strung out right or they're too long or there's moments that are way too long and like this movie is what 70 minutes yeah it's like right? 73 and i didn't yeah, yeah it's 73 pretty short. minutes and i didn't i didn't realize how fast yeah. it moves along <laughs> Until, because I've always just been there for screenings, or like I've watched it at home with friends. Um, but when we did the, uh, we did a screening with Florida State University where we were tweeting along, like a live tweet. I wasn't watching the movie; I was just like following along on yeah. Twitter. Um, and oh my god, yeah. like I had, I didn't realize until then how fast the movie moves along and how it's just like. This, that, and this, and then this, and then this, and then this, and then we're in China. I mean, it's like, it's so many, so it's so fast, and but it's like uh, a refreshingly fast-paced movie uh, to watch, and yeah, uh, I think that's what makes it makes it fun because like you almost don't, you only have a split second to be like, wait, yeah. what? What the fuck was that? Even if it's something yeah. you hate, you're gonna be there maximum two minutes. Yeah, it is sort of like, yeah, um, I I love that aspect of it, too. I noticed it. um, 
when we were trying to do the commentary for the first time. Um, and most of these stories and behind the scenes segments, I just couldn't get around to telling because it's a five minute story to explain like something that's going to be on screen literally for like 80 frames. Like it's, it's a really interesting, um, it's really interesting to me how many things people actually do pick up on. Like, Like, I think because it goes so fast, I, there's so many gags that are just so quick and um i've i i don't want to say i underestimated the audience i i've been very pleasantly surprised at how much of the, it the audience has picked up on cuz they've pretty much gotten everything down at this point even the jokes that i didn't totally know if they worked <laughs> or not kind of thing um and so yeah it's been very validating it's been very cool that experience yeah i totally agree with everything you guys are saying about that like it's very action-packed it's right to the point like you said like i actually the first couple times i watched it i didn't realize how short it was like it felt very like fast but then i looked at it when i was writing my notes for it because uh, by the way we're covering it we'll put out the episode uh with velocipaster when this interview releases but um i was watching it and i was doing my notes and i looked at it and i was like wait this is only like an hour and 10 minutes or like seven minutes or something like that and i was like this is insanely yeah. short but it has, like, all of the elements of, like, those old Grindhouse movies that are just really action-packed and in-your-face, but it kind of cuts out all of the, like, just long dialogue scenes and just, like, weird, boring stuff. It's just, like, it's just all the cool stuff over and over again, back-to-back. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, thank you. Honestly, the ethos of it was cut to fun. It really was. It, it was just sort of, like, I wanted it to be the kind of movie where... <clears throat> Let me put it this way. When you're watching a really great, like, B movie, that one of the really good ones that sticks with you that you quote and remember forever, it, it's because around, like, every corner in that movie is something unexpected. Yes. That you're kind of like, what the fuck was... What were they doing? 100%. And it's like the room will have the shots on the roof where it's green screened for some reason. And the first time you're seeing it, you're like, <laughs> what is going on? Why? And yeah. it, 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 it just keeps making you ask more and more and more questions. And that was honestly the, uh, that was what I wanted to do. I I wanted it to be a movie that around every corner, you could be crashing into a different genre. And somehow that would be okay. Like if there was like a musical scene in the middle of it, people would be like, yeah, all right. Yeah. I mean, sure. We went to Vietnam. (laughs) So it's, (laughs) I, I, that was part of the writing process was sort of that ethos of cut to fun, cut out the fat. Oh, if if something takes screenwriting time to do, usually um, you can do a shitty ADR line and like make it go away, so you don't like have to set up. Uh, oh, how would they actually get to the ending battle area? It's like uh, who who fucking cares? Like, they they just know. They just know. <laughs> they they found like a document that says, "Hey, it's over there." All right, cool. And you just move on, um, <laughs> and it's fun. Yeah. I love that. It has a really, um, you know what it reminded me of the first time I watched it? Uh, Thanks Killing. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that a bit. And I agree. I agree for the record. And it's not not a bad thing at all. Thanks Killing is easily like my top five favorite, top three favorite B-movies of all time. I quite like it as well. Motel Hell too. Like it just, your film has all of those elements from those classic B-movies. Thank you. I already know this, but I'm sure a lot of my listeners don't know. Who had the idea for the Velocipaster? And how did it happen? And also, like, who funded this? And how did you go about, like, (laughs) getting people to give you money? Just saying, like, hey, 
Velocipaster. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Okay, so there's a couple of stories that I'm going to condense very fast. Yep. Um, the name comes from an autocorrect. I was t- I was texting my friend about dinosaurs, and uh, my phone in 2010 autocorrected Velociraptor to Velosa Space Pastor, uh, which, you know, Grindhouse had just come out, and I love Tarantino and Rodriguez, and I thought it sounded like a great name for a movie. So <laughs> I made a short film a- in 2011 with that title, that was just a fake trailer. I, I never intended for it to be more than that. Um, but it was a, a lot of fun, and it just sort of stuck around in my head. And so I did Animosity, and that was a much more serious film. And I wanted to make another serious film, but I couldn't stop thinking of Velocipaster. Like, I just kept coming up with more ideas for it. And so after a while, I, I just decided it was more artistically true to myself to, to chase that part of me. And to make this movie. Now, at this time, um, I was seeing a young woman whose mother was well-connected in the Chinese art world. And I, you know, she knew I was writing this movie called Velocipaster. And her being a good mom of girlfriend was like, hey, do you want me to pass it along to one of my friends that has a lot of China money? And I was like, yeah, of course. Uh, How much would you need? Oh, I don't know, $30,000. Okay. Uh, And I send along the stuff, and I don't think anything of it. Because this happens all the time when you're trying to make independent films. Like, people's parents or relatives come up to you, and it never leads anywhere. You just sort of politely go, oh, that's really cool, I'll look into it, you know? And sure enough, two days later, uh, there were $30,000 in my bank account. Because it turns out this woman was real and wanted to just fund this movie. Um, Hmm. She just wanted Chinese distribution rights. I have never met her. Her name is Jessica Yua. And I'm just sort of like, all right, I know she's real. She lives in Berlin. I, I, that's all I got. I've never met her. So oh. a mystery angel investor from China is how the Velocipaster uh, 2017 came to be. Oh, that's fucking awesome. That part I did not know. That's, that's yeah. fucking great. Oh, oh it, like I said, it, it's like every part of this movie is a weird saga you don't know about. <laughs> And it's sort of like, try explaining that when when you're already eight scenes ahead now on the commentary. It's like, in some ways, I feel like these podcasts have been kind of a godsend because it's allowed us to actually have time to talk about the things and sort oh. of set the record straight on, on some of this stuff. Okay, so why no boobs and no dicks? Eh. Um, I wanted it to be, at a certain point, you know, it was planned to have that. Um, because it's an exploitation movie, and, uh, of course, that's to be expected. You want exploitation content. And for some reason, as we were making the movie, um, I was just kind of trusting my gut, and I felt like the the tone of it was a little less sleazy grindhouse, mm. and a little more like Saturday morning cartoon. Like, like almost like the violence in this movie is not all that different from something like a Wile E. Coyote cartoon. Where it's like, it's funny. And it's supposed to be funny. It's, it's, it's like supposed to be just this over-the-top slapstick person falls off a mountain and explodes in blood. Like, <laughs> and for some reason, nudity just didn't really fit in that worldview, I felt. I felt like we weren't getting anything from it. Um, and it was just sort of, I don't know. I, I, I just didn't think it needed it. Um, if that will hold true for 
any future films I make in the series. We'll see. It depends on what the story <laughs> is. But but for this one, I don't know. Because also, it's worth mentioning that the obvious time to do that um, is during the sex scene. Oh, and I knew yes. I wanted the sex scene to be just very, very not what people expected. And so I, I was like, what's the number one thing you expect during that? Uh, and it's nudity. So I decided to not do it. Yeah. You could have just done like one male asshole shot or something. It's true. Uh, <laughs> if I really wanted to troll everybody, I, I suppose I could have. It's on the Blu-ray extras. Ah, yes. Uh, yes yeah. Thank God. Uh, who Who's asshole? It's not mine. It's not mine. <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> yeah, was, we can throw Jesse under the bus for this one. <laughs> Greg had a stunt double for his asshole. I love it. Oh, shit. Okay, so have you... Uh, <laughs> Have you ever met a hooker doctor lawyer? Is there actually a high demand? No comment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. Did you steal the Velocipastor's code of conduct from Dexter? You know, I've actually <laughs> never seen Dexter, so I cannot what? accurately answer that question. You've never seen... Well, I've never no. seen Dexter. Greg, have wow. you? I have seen Dexter, Is but it... I never made the connection. So I make it into like my seventh watch. <laughs> the like the whole like ethics code of uh, you know being the velocipaster was being explained to uh, you, Greg, by your significant other, was uh, Carol. By Alyssa, yeah. And um, <laughs> when she was explaining everything, it just sounded like Dexter's father explaining all of the rules of being a serial killer that only oh my kills God. villains. I know that scene. Yeah. Greg, I defer to you. No, I, is, I know. I remember. I remember it. It's. It's. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You, you heard it here. A, a um an unenthusiastic shrug filled yeah is the answer to that question. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I will say truthfully, I have not seen Dexter. So it, I, it was not on purpose. I haven't seen all of Dexter, but I know that scene because that's like a flashback. And yeah, because he was yeah. So yeah, I will say though we did take we did take the scene. Um, we did take the scene where Greg uh, Doug talks to his dad in the car before priest college is oh, yeah. lifted directly from Spider Man Two. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if, it, like, visually we copied it shot for shot, and I, I, I wanted it to be that. So, um, there, it's not, honestly, what you're asking is not outside of the realm of possibility <laughs> for this movie, but I, I will tell you that in this particular instance, no. <laughs> can we can we go ahead and say it's canon? Yeah, it's canon. Go ahead. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> same universe. Velocipaster is canon with Dexter. I confirm that. <laughs> So there is another scene where a mustached army dude, your dad, <laughs> James, is yelling out to his girlfriend, uh, Madeline, or is it Adeline? Mm-hmm. Adeline, yeah. Adeline. Um, so it kind of goes back and forth between, you know, them yelling each other's names. He's like, well, Adeline's running over. It sounds very, very oddly familiar to a scene in Kung Pao. Yeah, yeah, that's been pointed out to me, too. I have never seen Kung Pao. I know, I know. I'm here to I, blow minds tonight. That's real. I've never seen all of Kung Pao. 
I've seen bits. Somebody has since shown me this clip, and yeah, it's real fucking weird <laughs> because it's almost the exact same joke. But um, yeah, no, I've never seen it. I, I've seen parts of it. Yeah, that's incredible. I'm I'm gonna have to like play them side by side in this interview. <laughs> oh please, uh, well, or just like upload it to Twitter, like like tag or something. Both yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting. Honestly, the the property I based. Sort sort of the jo- the comedy property I think I took the most from was um, uh, Black Dynamite and mm. a British show called um, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Uh, both I've of those. Never seen that. Ooh, good. Um, both of them are very. If you liked Velocipaster, you will love those movies. Um, it, for anybody listening that has not seen them, uh, they're incredible. Uh, Marenghi's is a very short British TV show, uh, like I said. But the Black Dynamite movie, I made I, I made Greg watch that before he shot. And I had seen it several times before, but just um, just for sheer joy, not <laughs> for research. Yeah, because it rules. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So, how much of the actual budget was spent on the dinosaur, and how long did it take to make? I don't know. Um, the dinosaur costume actually is another weird story that goes on forever. But uh, once again, I'll condense it a lot. Um, basically, here's what you need to know I didn't pay for the costume, I did not commission the costume. Um, the costume was commissioned for me when I was in high school for by a teacher. Um, who was my class advisor uh, for my film club. Because, yep, this dinosaur costume was going to be used in a high school remake of the 1970s movie The Last Dinosaur, starring Richard Boone. And the day before we were supposed to shoot this in film club, the principal finally read the script and was like, guys, it's too violent. You can't shoot this thing. Go find something else. And uh, he didn't ask for the costume back. So (laughs) I just kept it in my parents' basement. Until 2011, when I used it for the short film, because <laughs> when I saw that autocorrect, I was just sort of like, I can finally use the fucking dinosaur costume. <laughs> it's been in my parents' basement for like eight years. <laughs> so, um, yep, I do not know. I truly don't. But I know Pennsylvania's tax money paid for it, and um, they are never getting it back. They, they can pry that thing from my cold, dead fucking hands. That's part of my family now at this point. So, Yeah. That that is the answer. That, to the best of my knowledge, do you have the dinosaur like displayed somewhere now? Uh, it's in my. It's still in my parents' basement. It's. Oh, you gotta it's, let it out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, he's got he's got like a little throne area. It, it, he's doing fine. He he's he's totally cool. Do you feed him, you asshole? Where's his water? He 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 makes do. You know, it's a long extinct animal. We we don't totally understand its behavioral patterns yet. I think that we just need to open our minds to seeing, letting the animal be the guide. That's my my my, just take on all pet parenting, really. <laughs> all right. And having siblings, I guess. You're ready to hear pet parents. Uh, do you guys have a drinking game for the film? Has anyone ever made one? I know they've been made. Um, I do not have a drinking game for the film. Yeah, I don't have one? one specifically. It's it's up to it's up to what your own taste and style is, and what you want to drink to, and how much you want to drink within yeah. seventy minutes. Um, I've had there was one dude from uh, England that made one. 
that had very specific rules. And I think it's somewhere on our Instagram page. If not, I will find it. Hmm. Um, but we had... Uh, I I constantly have people hitting me up on Instagram and on the Velocipaster page and on my personal page just being like, we're playing a drinking game for the Velocipaster. We're drinking, you know, every time someone says this or every time there's something offensive. Or like, yes. It's, yeah. The most dangerous one I saw was somebody was like, take a shot every time there's a Zoom. And yeah. I, I literally, like, <laughs> I, they were about to start, and I wrote to them on Twitter and was like, guys, for real, change that to a sip of beer. <laughs> because, yeah. like, you're going to be, I don't want to send somebody to the hospital with, right. with this movie. So, right. um, but yeah, there have been a lot of drinking games. And honestly, they all seem very fun. They, 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 I, I encourage people to make up their rules and tweet them to us. Because, once again, it's been surprising to me what people notice, honestly. Like, I, the character of Frankie Mermaid has taken on a life of his own on the internet. Um, And I always knew he was going to be a standout character, but I I didn't think he would be, like, embraced so much, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. like people know every line that character says. And it's... So I I wouldn't want to set an official drinking game rules. I want to see... I want to see what people come up with. Uh, but yes, there are many. If you Google it, it will come. <laughs> and uh, Frankie Mermaid, that was just uh, your friend, right? Did he, if I remember right, I think I heard that he didn't have any really dialogue to begin with, or at least not much? Not much. Um, he changed most of it. Like, he's saying what I needed him to say, but he's just saying it a lot funnier <laughs> than I had written it. Like, like the script to the movie... Um, We've had the script up on our Facebook page for people to read for free for a little over a month now. And you can go back and look at it um, and see Frankie's dialogue. And you can see the differences. Because that's the script we shot with. So if you're kind of following along in the film with it, um, I'd say 70 to 75% of it is almost word perfect. And then every time Frankie comes around, it's just you might as well put the script down. Because he's just going to be doing his own thing for a little bit. Um, but yeah, he, he had, you know, lines to riff on, but, uh, yeah, I would say he improvised most of that performance. Yeah. And did a really fucking good job. He kills it. It's very funny. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That swimming in bitches line is incredible. Incredible. (laughs) He's a genius, honestly. (laughs) And I feel totally fine saying it because I had nothing to do with it. So, uh, Yeah. So I think that's pretty much the end of the Lost Pastor questions. I just have a few for you guys and then a couple small questions. Mm-hmm. So what got you into acting? I did some stuff in high school, but I was mostly like committed to athletics in high school. Um, went to college, played lacrosse, um, and I had a few guys on my lacrosse team. One was a, a theater major, a director, and one was an actor. Uh, and I was like goofing off one night and, uh, started singing at a party and then like got asked to sing at more parties. And before I knew it, I was like singing covers at college parties and they were like, you are a performer. You need to come audition for my plays. So I did, did some plays in college. I wasn't like a theater major or anything. And I got out of college and did like, you know, the suit and tie day job in New York commuting from Long Island and I was like, this is driving me nuts. Um, <laughs> and I just kept like 
hearing people being like, man, you should have been an actor, you should have been an actor, and I was like, you know, what the fuck, what am I doing? Uh, and uh, my same friend who was uh, acting in college was like, hey man, we're in a play, uh, We've we need one more person to say one line, do you want to do it? And I was like, yes. Uh, then I just like started reading books, I started reading Meisner books, I started reading the classics, stuff like that, and then uh, started taking classes, and I was just like moonlighting as an actor in New York for uh, for years and just like doing black box theater, independent theater, um, taking classes, writing. And, uh, then I started doing like student films, you know, and then just kept going until someone was like, Hey, we'll pay you to act. (laughs) And I, I like had a friend in a class who his wife created a Nick Jr. TV show for three to five year olds called team Umizoomi. And they had an open oh, call for it, and I booked two episodes of it. And uh, then I started getting into voiceover, and I've just been, like, persistently going at it since and, like, just saying yes to almost everything that gives me, like, a chance to play and act and, like, stretch myself. And, uh, yeah, just saying yes to everything and, like, just showing up to auditions and, showing and like, trying and, and going for it. Um, has led me to Velocipaster, which, like, I don't know, was one of the most fun things I've ever done. Um, and that was my first feature film. And uh, and then from there, I did another feature right after that. Um, and then uh, I've just been, like, you know, booking some small television parts. Um, and I moved out to Los Angeles about a year and a half ago and uh, doing some TV out here, mostly voiceover work. That's kind of like my bread and butter, but... I'm just like, you know, going for it, working at it. Uh, I've got acting class tonight via Zoom. So I'm just like, you know, per- consistently and persistently going at it. Uh, it's not really something I can ever live without. The first thing that made me want to be an actor, though, Brendan, Brendan can you hear me? Yes. The first thing that made me want to be an actor, though, was uh, I think it was Newsies was the was the thing. Just... Uh, seeing like a bunch of tough guy New Yorkers jumping around singing and dancing. I was like, I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck, that's perfect. Okay, so now so I did save this question. I was waiting for you to get back. Um so this is actually for Greg still. But Greg, how many bulls did you fight? And where were you the best bullfighter? Oh my god. <laughs> See, man, the internet is a fucking crazy place. <laughs> what? Ferdinand <laughs> Dude, Brendan, there's yes. a there's. <laughs> give us a give us a quick impersonation. Don't tell him anything. Do you oh, remember man. any of it? Uh, I I don't remember the guy's name that I played, but it was like a very long name. And it was, was very like long. Saying his. Uh, Ferdinando de Castro Valenzuela, and tonight, I am your waiter. <laughs> so, Brendan, I, I was in a, it was an acting class exercise yeah, yeah. that they recorded that my mom still fucking loves this, by the way. Find it on YouTube. I'm so glad you brought this up. It's on YouTube. I just I searched myself because I'm trying to, like, verify myself on yeah, Google. Yeah, of course, of course. So, like, the right images come up. Yeah, yeah. But um, there's a video... We did a children's story reading competition. Oh, that's awesome. You, you had to pick a story and then like tell it from the perspective of a character. And I picked 
uh, Ferdinand the Bull, and I pick... Do you know the story, Ferdinand the Bull? Uh, vaguely, yeah. It's about a bull who won't fight. Um, oh, okay. Because he's just like a lover and not a fighter. He doesn't want to get in the ring and like, you know, buck his horns and be a big jerk. You know, he Got doesn't it. want to fight. He doesn't want to go to war. Sure. Um, and I told the story from the perspective of the bullfighter, the matador, who he wouldn't fight. Who oh, was that's humiliated, really cool. Who was humiliated for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's cool. But I was telling it as if like... Uh, I like had this big grand entrance and then I like yeah. whipped out my notebook and I was like, and tonight I'm your waiter. Tonight the specials are this, this, and this, and this, and this. And then everyone, of course, started laughing and I was like, it's not funny. I was a very, I was once a, you know, very Great famous Great fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Exactly. That's really fun. Yeah, I, I yeah. had no idea. <laughs> so that's, that's awesome. on the internet. That's on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Caleb, good call, man. Good, <laughs> good, good on you. Oh, it was fucking great. It was one of the like best seven and a half minutes of this week. I'm 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 like desperately searching my mind for like right. what is up there for myself. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm kind of like Brendan's probably got some good stuff. What oh, was the thing oh, you yeah. sent me the the uh, like Lord of the Rings fan fiction. Oh, Legolas by Laura, dude. Oh that my is God. that is to date my most watched YouTube video. <laughs> It still has more views than the Velocipaster trailer, I think. That's one uh, the, within the first five seconds, I was pissing laughing. I I love that film. It's probably the most direct antecedent to Velocipaster in my filmography, honestly. Except for those weird 35 seconds of animosity uh, for where we had to make the film she is scoring. Which is called the Demon's Bite, and one day I think I will probably make a feature-length Demon's Bite because yes. it, it it just uh, I want to find out more about that. So okay. good, uh, but yeah, that's awesome. I did not know that existed, yeah, and I'm happy it does. <laughs> oh, you and me, you and me, the same brother. <laughs> so, Greg, I uh, did you you did local pedestrian population voice acting in Red Dead Redemption 2? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, okay, I wasn't was sure like, if that was real or not. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, that was one of, like, the first... That was the thing that I had to join SAG for, right? So, like, as an actor, you kind of hold out until they make you join, right? Because it's, like, a bunch of money to join. Uh, then you can't do any non-union work, which, like, for a time, I was, like, kind of making a living off non-union work. Um... But I'm really glad I did, of course. Because, like, oh, it's the way it usually goes is, like, uh, and I don't mean to, you know, complain, but, like, the first job that they make you join SAG for, it's probably not going to be the one that, like, pays you, covers your dues, right? Um, It still paid well, but it was, like, you know, one day of work on that game. Um, But it was fucking work, man, because it's, like, they gave me, like... I had to do, like, a Western kind of, like, Texas accent. Uh, the audition was, like, two two monologues that they gave me to do. I did one in, like, my regular accent, which kind of comes off pretty New York. Uh, and then they were, like, give something, like, a little Texas or Southern. Uh, and my wife is Southern, so I've got plenty of uh, reference points. And I did it. I booked it. I joined SAG. And, like, they didn't tell me what it was for. I didn't know what it was for. And then... Next thing I know, I'm at fucking Rockstar, and I was like, oh my god, this is fucking awesome. And they put, like, a headset on me with, like, the mocap stuff from my face, because they were gonna, like, 
do all my facial expressions. Uh, and then you just like let go in the booth and you fucking let it rip, man. Cause they had, they just have like fucking Excel spreadsheets full of one liners that like one, one second you'll be like, now just kind of like swindle this guy and tell him how you want him to like come along with you on this great deal you got. And then the next thing you're behind a fucking stagecoach, you're loading your rifle and yelling, you better hope you have bullets left motherfucker. And it's like screaming into the mic, like fucking Western Carlitos way. Uh, it was fucking awesome. That was that was one of the most. I mean, aside from Velocipaster, that was fucking fun. Cause I was like, I was prepared, but I was not. I wasn't really. Uh, I didn't expect to like go in there and be like sweating my balls off like I was in a fucking action movie. And that's I found like with voiceover and animation and video games, like you ain't doing it unless you're fucking sweating your balls off and like almost hoarse voice, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I did do that. It was fucking awesome. I haven't that, played the game yet. It's I, good. I, uh, I haven't either. Yeah. It's good. I, I yeah. heard you in it a couple of times, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I, I was very, I was very pleasantly surprised. Cool. Well, and because of, um, it's funny because of Velocipaster, we've started to get to know a lot more video game voice actors, um, just through Twitter and and such. And now I just hear hear friends all the time. It feels like. <laughs> But yeah, Greg's voice being in uh, Red Dead was one of the first times that ever happened to me. It was very cool. Cool, man. Yeah, that actually makes me want to play Red Dead now. It yeah, makes it's me want to play too, but I'm afraid I won't turn it off, and then I'll get divorced. <laughs> now oh, is well. the time, Greg. Greg, now <laughs> is when you time. have the time. It is the now time. Now is the time to get divorced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Call him it up. It will dude. never be a better time. <laughs> oh shit. So uh, I just have a last one, last question for you, Greg. Like, do you have uh, any any projects that you're working on right now that you want to tell us about? Um, right now, other than like writing with friends and kind of just throwing things up against the wall, um, right now we're just like auditioning and working on the craft. Um, it's uh, the the now is the time to just kind of work on your own stuff. It's like the uh, the industry is kind of shut down. Other than voiceover, man, mm-hmm. I've been like crazy busy with uh, auditions and stuff for uh, voiceover work and uh, animation and commercials just because, like, we can do all that stuff from home. But other than that, I've got another feature film that I think just got distribution and is coming out. Um, And then uh, I don't have a release date for that yet. Um, But, nah, man, just kind of doing my thing. Yeah, that's good, dude. I I like that. So that's why I have that little studio in your house right now? Yeah, I got a booth in the back. Um... Yeah, I do everything. I'm able to do everything from home. That's kind of like my bread and butter. So I've been lucky with that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, Brendan, what's uh, next? I think I already talked about that one. Uh, tell me about that Q&A you did at McDonald's. Oh, yeah. I. <laughs> so it was when, um, when Reddit uh, found it. What was happening was I was driving for Postmates. <laughs> um, it was mid-January of this year of 2020. And my friend's husband texted me and was just like, hey, dude, you're blowing up on Reddit. Um, and so, you know, I don't use Reddit all that often, but I am aware of the power of it. <laughs> and so I, I just pulled over to the McDonald's to see what he was talking about because I didn't want to use my phone when I was driving. And uh, sure enough, it was like going viral, viral. So I decided to jump in and offered to do an AMA 
I did not expect it to eat up the next 13 to 15 hours of my life. I, Holy I, shit. Yeah, I, I did a constant AMA for, for about about 15 hours. Um, I answered every question. <laughs> so, uh, But I will say, I, I think it was pretty instrumental in actually assisting it to go viral. Like, it was sort of working. I, I saw an opportunity, and I was like, this is an opportunity to promote my movie. And now that it's available, I have to take it. And uh, the weirdest part about that, quite honestly, I I was only at the McDonald's doing it probably for about uh, maybe an hour and a half before my phone was, like, dying. So I needed to head back home because I I realized how important it was to keep up the momentum. Um, I tried to explain it to my mom (laughs) the next day, and I was sort of like, Mom, you don't understand. We just got, like, a Times Square billboard for like a weekend <laughs> uh for our movie. Like that's that's this weight in advertising. So yeah, it was totally fucking worth it. And it was it was so fun. It was like the first time uh it was the first Q&A I did like that where the film was readily available. So there were even people like watching it along with the AMA that would like ask things as they were viewing. And so I don't know, it was really fun. It was a uh, Stressful, but fun. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that that's what that was all about. It, it just caught me off guard because I did not submit it to Reddit. I forget the username that did, but uh, if I ever find out their real name, I want to send them, like, a gift basket or something because I'm fairly <clears throat> certain they helped me launch my career, so... <laughs> I, honestly, I wish I knew how Reddit worked a little more because one of, like, some person posted um one of our episodes to Reddit once and it just like got like more views and like comments than like anything else before and I was like, What the fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah. Reddit is very confusing and very It is random. Like like it, it, yeah. it has its own um vernacular and subculture. And even that subculture has multiple sub subcultures <laughs> and and you kind of have to know your way around it a little bit to get the most out of it honestly that's why i don't use it that much i kind of find it more trouble than it's worth uh for <laughs> a lot of that stuff <laughs> but um like i said i know that a lot of people it really is their bread and butter so when i got the news that we were not only on there and posted on there but being upvoted a lot i i knew that that was an opportunity you know um and so i took it Fuck yeah. Uh, what are your next projects? Uh, got a couple. Um, so two that I'm working on. The the big two are the next two movies, right? And I don't know in what order they're going to be completed yet. But <laughs> I'm making a very dark found footage horror movie about incels called Montana um, that I'm very excited about. And, of course, a follow-up to Velocipaster. We have the um, screenplay completed. Uh, I want a trilogy. Oh. I want a Velocipaster trilogy. So I have written number two, and I just started writing number three like a day or two ago. Um, and so we are currently in the phase of looking for funding. It's going well, Fuck yes. is all I can say officially. So um, things are going pretty good. Uh, plague good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that and beyond that, I'm just working on music projects, writing projects. I do a lot. So it's, I'm always working on something somewhere, but Greg is right. Unfortunately for right now, uh, a lot of our industry is just kind of closed. So we're just kind of playing the waiting game, hoping that some, 
hoping that Seth Rogen gets high and hits that part of his Amazon queue. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I've been up to. Greg, you're returning for all the Velocipasters? Um, I am. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So okay, after I'm not. Exactly. <laughs> that's a good point. So after the trilogy, Velocipaster is going to die and then come back and go to space and become a zombie and all that, right? Oh, very possibly. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I, I have not planned beyond it. I will say that. Like, for me, I'm very much in my head. These three are the story I want to tell with it. And okay. if that changes, I like that. if that changes over time, okay. Like, maybe by the time I'm we're shooting number three, I'm, I'm like, no, no, we got to keep going. But at least for right now, I'm sort of like, at least Brendan's stories in this universe, I think, stop there. <laughs> and, uh, and we'll see. Um, I love, I fucking adore this movie, but, you know, at some point I do want to make other movies. So, so I, I think that a trilogy sounds good. That that's that sounds appropriate to me. Fair enough. Uh, so if you ever have a uh, if you ever have a, a need for someone in one of your movies, you know, like a village idiot, but like a specific village idiot, <laughs> a very a very like sp- yeah, <laughs> one with like vast knowledge about like a very very like unimportant trade, gotcha. like one that'll never be useful <laughs> on like any given occasion, like ever sure. ever. You know, like you'll 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 find a use for all of your talents one day. Um, but but I I want to be the best at you, that useless trade. You you can be okay. If, and if can my name be Hindenburg, Hindenburg, possibly. We can uh, work on the name. We can work on the name. Uh, we possibly. I, I I'm gonna give you a solid maybe. That's all I needed. <laughs> but yeah, that's good enough. That is what I'm working on. And until then, just uh surviving the pandemic that's fair that's fair yeah so last couple little things which is a better film mac and me or et better or more memorable better in your opinion i mean i do think et is a better movie (laughs) yeah but i will say i think that true cinema is about images that move us in unexpected ways and I think we can all appreciate that when thinking about every single fucking frame of Mac and me. So so I think that they're both worthy. Fair enough. You got one, Greg? I would say E.T. I mean, that was one of the ones I, I kind of grew up watching. But <laughs> Mac and me is fucking ridiculous. Um, yeah, so I would say E.T. is a better movie. How would a dog wear pants? I, I think on just the two hind legs. I do. I think I think that you're just if you're if you like picked up a dog and like stood it up where a human would wear it, right? Yeah. Agreed. Up yeah. to like, it's a hard agree. Yeah. Up to like past his privates. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then he can just put a little dog sweater. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. Continue the outfit. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes. People keep asking me this. Oh. I, I don't know. If, I don't know how I feel about I it. I don't think it's a sandwich. I don't think it is. Okay, I'm. I'm firm and yes. You're I, firm. Why are you so? Why are you so locked in? Because it's two pieces. Because it's well, it's not two pieces of bread. It's, it's one piece. It's of bread. One. It's kind of like. Well, one piece of bread. One piece of bread is always one piece of bread until you well, cut it down the middle. Well, yeah. wait. All right. Hold then. When when does a hot dog become a bratwurst? 
is, I guess, the question. <laughs> because if, if no. you're removing the hot dog... Because, all right, hypothetically, yes. You can buy hot dogs and cook hot dogs without the bread. But I think that the bread is the major component of the hot dog. It's what makes it a hot dog. It's the same way that it's like, is a burger a sandwich? Yeah, it's a type of sandwich. If you remove the bread from the equation, you just have crushed meat. <laughs> it's, yeah. And it's the same thing with the sandwich that you have with, like, you know, tuna or, or turkey or whatever. And I feel like a hot dog, if you take away the breading part, it just becomes, you know, Wienerschnitzel. Not, not Wienerschnitzel. Uh, a bratwurst. So yeah. it's just sort of like, I don't know. I, I That's how I feel. <laughs> it's open for debate. I think it's it is. a good question. I don't categorize it as a sandwich. Sandwich is something very specific in my mind. Interesting. I kind of feel the same. I almost even inclined to put burgers in a different category. Interesting. I would. I I would, but like a burger <laughs> makes more of a sense, more sense of being a sandwich than a hot dog. I'm. I'm. I'm a t- taxonomical purist, so I'm going to say that it's probably a sandwich, but. You know, I think that there's Fair a enough, lot of, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna debate that. Yeah, yeah, there might be more research that comes out in a couple of years that changes my mind. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily married to it, but I want to see the theories develop. That's what I'll say. I, I want an expert. Um, so very last two. There's one for each of you. It's a fuck Mary kill. Okay. First one is for Brendan. A pterodactyl. Frankie Mermaid. Greg. Mary Greg, that one's easy. We get along great. Yeah. Um, and I, I know that for the long term, you know, I want to work with Greg in a lot of other movies. That, that'll that be a nice long-term partnership. Um, oh, kill the pterodactyl, because I want to have that trophy. I'm not really That's a like hunter. a hard turn. I'm not really a hunter, but, I, you know, if there's a pterodactyl around and it's not going to be my friend, like it's not going to be like my steed, then, yeah, I'm going to kill that thing. And yeah, I'd, I'd fuck Fernando. I, I, if, if I, oh no 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 no, not your friend. Oh, Frankie oh, Mermaid oh, as a character. That's true. Okay, okay. Well, <laughs> I'm not marrying him, <laughs> and I'm not fucking the pterodactyl. So I think that by default, I, he wins. <laughs> and that is a that is my official answer. Yeah, I, I feel very firm in that. <laughs> All right, Greg, Brendan's dad. Or God. Father Stewart. You can interchange that one if you want. You could either sleep with his dad or Father Stewart. Okay. Um, or kill him. Or fuck him. Or yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Ferdinand. <laughs> Ferdinand. Or Frankie Mermaid. Okay, so it's fuck, marry, kill, like Ferdinand the Bull? Yes. Father Stewart. You both got one animal. You both got Frankie Mermaid and then okay. one other person. <laughs> Your call, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would marry Father Stewart. <laughs> um, because he is wise beyond his years, and uh, he's just one of the sweetest men I've ever met in my life. Um, yeah, I miss him. Um, I would kill the bull. Vengeance for humiliating <laughs> the matador. I would kill the bull. Um, and then, this is personal. And yeah, then I'd I'd fuck Frankie Mermaid just because yeah. like I want to know what it's like to swim in bitches. There you go. I, I'm pleasantly surprised, but emphasis on the surprise that you both decided <laughs> to sleep with the character of Frankie Mermaid. 
He's a lovable guy. He is. He is. And I think after a long time, you get to you get used to him. (laughs) He puts like a pep in the day. (laughs) I I, I would have got used to him, but he didn't last too long. (laughs) It's very true. He is a genuine two scene wonder, (laughs) considering that he's barely in this movie. But uh, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! I, I, I think we've all done good work here today, gentlemen. Yeah. I think oh, we've covered some ground. <laughs> I think uh, all of uh, my audience and Velocipastor's audience alike learned learned a lot about you two today. Yeah, perfect. Appreciate it. That is that's you know, that's the goal. That's why you do these things. <laughs> so happy happy to have been of service to everybody. Yeah, thank you so much, guys, for coming on the show. This was a lot of yeah, fun. Of course. Yeah, oh, it was pleasure. This too. was so much fun. Yeah, Honestly. thank you so much. That was wonderful, guys. I um, think that's about the end of the episode. What the fuck do I say at the end of these? Do I say things? You guys want to? You guys want to say something? You want to close it out? Yeah. You know, <laughs> say, uh, I think Greg certain- Greg has to be a be a be a bull person though. <laughs> I can't say. I don't even remember what that character was, but. <laughs> I need the voice. I'm going to bring it back. My my Spanish accent. It might be borderline offensive. Make a movie about it. Kidding me? I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. I want more. I, All right, cool. We are hard at work on more. I think that's a great place to end, actually. We are, we are desperately trying to get more to you guys. Best thing to do if you like the movie and you want to support the movie is to legally pay for the movie. Uh, we do get all, um, not all royalties, but we get royalties from that. And if you're streaming it for free on um, something like Amazon Prime or Tubi, if it's a legal service that allows you to see it for free, we do get royalties for that too. So if you torrented the film um, or, you know, did not pay for it, uh, let's let's say, um, don't worry about it, guys. Just Just shoot us a rental, you know. <laughs> like, like, just, just pay for it once, please. <laughs> and uh, otherwise, yeah, follow, follow at the Velocipaster on Instagram and Twitter for updates. Um, I'm at Brendan Steer on everything, and I never shut up. So, uh, if you want more updates, we're on social media, and we're very active on it. So, come have fun. Yeah, you can follow me at Greg Cohan on Instagram. I'm pretty active on Instagram. I'll answer any instant messages if you want to say what's up or uh, tell us how much you loved or hated the movie um i haven't had any hate mail but you know i'm open to it um <laughs> but uh yeah follow us there rent the movie buy the movie um and just keep an eye out for what's to come we yeah. appreciate you guys and tell your friends the only way we've gotten this far is by people yeah. talking about it so honestly word of mouth means a lot for a film like this so tell if your friends, you enjoy it share it yeah rate it yeah, please do. Please. That actually does help us at, at this juncture while we're looking for funding. So mm-hmm. if, you know, we're out there shopping it around, the more that investors see people talking about the film and engaging with it, making fan art of it, shit like that, like, that's good. So um, please do. Uh, and yeah, love you guys. You're all so wonderful. So thank you. <laughs> um, okay, so I did think of one little request. Greg, can you say... Uh... This is horror soup, and China is east. Absolutely. This is horror soup, and China is east. <laughs> let me do. Let me do. Uh... Do whatever you want. I love this. This is your open mic. This is horror soup, and China is east.
so much guys yeah thanks of for course, coming on. Dude, thanks this you guys so have fun. a good rest of your day yeah you too be safe <laughs>